up until about two days ago, I really didn't know what I was going to talk about today. And then I thought about uh, a koan uh, from the Book of Serenity, which is a collection of, of Zen stories in our tradition. And there was this koan I kind of discovered uh, last year uh, when I was uh, training as chaplain in the, in the jail in Manhattan. And the koan is called Yangguan's Rhinoceros Fan. So I'll just um, read the, the dialogue first so you can... Uh, so you can experience it for yourselves. One day, Yang Guan called to his attendant, his Jisha, bring me the rhinoceros fan. <laughs> it's light. The attendant said, the fan is broken. Yang Guan said, if the fan is broken, then bring me back the rhinoceros. The attendant had no reply. And then the last line is mysterious to me. Zifu drew a circle and wrote the word rhino inside it. And Zifu is a third person, a third party to this interaction. It's not the teacher, not the attendant. Um, I think it's actually a, a teacher from a couple centuries later who commented on, commented on this dialogue and then it got inserted into the, into the koan itself. So bring me the rhinoceros fan. The fan is broken. If the fan is broken, then bring me back the rhinoceros. When I was uh, working in the, in the jail last year as part of my uh, school, part of the training, we had to write these things called verbatims, which is a, kind of a transcript of an inter interaction that you have in the jail. And you record the dialogue as well as you can, and you write a, you're supposed to reflect on it. You do a, a spiritual reflection on that dialogue. And I don't remember the details of what happened between me and the other person, but I remember feeling it was this situation of just what felt like intractable suffering that I just felt completely inadequate to meet. I didn't know what to say. And when I was writing, uh, for the spiritual reflection, you're supposed to bring something from your tradition to kind of uh, illuminate the crux of the matter in this dialogue. And I picked up the Book of Serenity and just opened it up at random. And it opened up to this case, case 25. And I read it, and it just immediately spoke to me. how it spoke to my own feeling of being inadequate to the task, 
putting this man in jail. You know, the teacher asked the attendant, bring me the rhinoceros fan. And the attendant says the fan is broken, which I guess means the attendant won't bring it. The fan won't work. If the fan is broken, then bring me back the rhinoceros. Is there something else that you can bring outside of this moment that's not the broken fan? When I read the koan, it felt like it was actually giving me permission to actually be completely inadequate to the task. And maybe that it's okay to say, I actually don't know what to do. I don't have any words to say. There was this great uh, permission and acceptance If the fan is broken, then bring me back the rhinoceros. Can you show me something that is prior or preceding this fan before it's broken or unbroken? Is there the broken fan and something else? And I think when I read the koan, it was telling me, no, all we have in this moment is all that we have. And it might be a story of a broken fan. And maybe just Saying that the fan is broken is what breaks it for us. One of the uh, commentators the, atten- the attendant said it was broken, but, th- but before it was brought up, it was whole. So almost like the idea of just our My story of my brokenness was 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 breaking me. And so when I was thinking about what, uh, about what I was going to talk about, I thought, okay, I'm going to I'm going to revisit this koan. I remember when it was like this alive thing for me. So I went back to the koan and I read it, and it it made no sense to me. I couldn't figure it out. It was like the koan closed up. I was reading it, and I actually went back to my my verbatim and read my interpretation. And I tried to find the interpretation again in the words, what's the rhinoceros? 
and I just left me dumbfounded, completely inadequate to the task. And then I started writing, just kind of free associating, trying to stir up some ideas for this talk. And then I noticed the the koan started to stir. The fan is broken. The fan is broken. To the point where I, I almost couldn't read those lines without tears welling up. It started, I let it inside in a new way. So it was very, um, and then of course I got excited. Okay, now I can talk about this koan. I understand it again. At uh, the monastery earlier this summer, we had a, a ceremony where we uh, officially opened up the monastery. And about 15 minutes before the ceremony, Victory, who was Kosen's attendant, came, came outside and said, we have to find a, a pine branch for the wisdom water. There's this branch that they used to um, kind of uh, spray wisdom water over everybody. Kosen, and, and they said, Kosen said to use the branches from the blue spruce. They have softer needles. So Victory and I were standing there outside of the outside of the house. You know, the two city slickers. <laughs> you know, surrounded by trees. <laughs> Which one is the blue spruce? <laughs> None of the trees looked particularly something because the ceremony was going to start. So we just walked into the trees and started feeling the needles. Now these seem too, these are too prickly, these are too hard, it can't be this one. We would just go from tree to tree, just like feeling with our hands. And then we found one these needles feel softer. This must be the one. Okay, this must be the blue spruce. Okay, now which branch are we gonna cut? We started deliberating and and then eventually we just uh, picked one that seemed right. who said, okay, it's okay. And then apparently, I learned later that when Kosen actually started using it in the ceremony, it broke on the first, <laughs> on the first flick, the handle broke. But it was okay, the ceremony 
proceeded. We invoked ancestors. We invoked the mountains. And it worked with the broken pine branch. And the other thing that's very alive for me in that story is that this, uh, that this is something that happened uh, with two people in relationship. If victory hadn't been there, I might still be standing <laughs> on that porch deliberating with the trees. The monastery would never have opened. <laughs> Exaggerating, but... Um, you know, when the attendant doesn't, doesn't bring the fan because it's broken, there's uh, there's something in the relationship that's not allowed to happen. I don't want to meet you with a broken fan. I want to present my best face. You know, and I I do this in Dokusan. I I want to go in there and prove you know everything's going just great. And usually that wears down after about 10 minutes in the room. Or even in Sashin, when the teacher is walking around uh, offering postural adjustments, every time that happens, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm, no, they're not going to stop at me because my posture's okay. And I cut something off there. There's a there's this invitation that I don't receive when I uh, when I do that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had the Jukai ceremony where eleven people received the precepts and names. these ceremonies that kind of reawakens reawakens my own vow and it also made me consider my own name which I I never used I don't go by it um, the name is Radiant Path Fearless Presence and when I was seeing everybody else's name that they got you know traditionally the first half of the name is kind of your And, and sometimes the second half of the name is considered, you know, what you're growing into or your aspiration. And I've noticed my entire time with that name, I've always fearless presence. I'm always grabbing for fearless presence. And I've neglected the radiant path trying to grab for a rhinoceros, 
Meanwhile, the second half of the name, feel this presence, is pointing to the first half of the name. Presence can't happen any time other than now. The introduction to this case says, oceans of lands without bounds are not apart from right here. The events of infinite eons past are all in the immediate present. And so I'm kind of it reawakened this um, intimacy with my name, which I felt that I never completely received when it was given to me. I like a word around my neck, but never let it penetrate. And it took, and there was something about the ceremony which created a space for me to receive it again. So I guess I would like to invite invite broken fans into the space and I think the con is encouraging me to be in a way vulnerable with others and support others to be vulnerable, to actually hold a space for that. Because my experience is that the, vul- the vulnerability is not, um, it's not something that I can arouse on my own. I'm vulnerable with others. I'm vulnerable with something. So vulnerability is a, is a function of relationship. Yeah. The teacher-student relationship holds that. Things like our community agreements hold that, create a container for for vulnerability to emerge. Yeah, my experience in the, the Undoing Patriarchy group is very much kind of affirms this for me. That we come together and create a space where where we can talk about how we harm, how we're harmed, um, share stories of brokenness. Yeah. 
sharing of it uh, reveals a wholeness there, a healing. And, and when that's set in motion, compassion flowers out of that. Almost like it rushes into the space that's created in that holding. It's like just the act of allowing our full selves to come out. Enables us to meet others, you know. Bodhisattvas help bodhisattvas become bodhisattvas. It happens across time, like this koan, you know, 11th century, and then across space and within spaces like the Sangha. I guess just to say one closing thing about the mysterious last line, the circle with the word written in it. That I guess, yeah, that our, whatever way I may feel broken is not outside of reality. And it's it's included in what I have to offer others. So, giving this talk has kind of been an encouragement, something I've done selfishly to encourage me. Um, and all of us to support each other in creating this space where our full selves can come forward and we can allow others to meet us there. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the Brooklyn Zen Center. Our programs are given free of charge and made possible by the donations we receive. For more information on supporting Brooklyn Zen Center, please visit the giving section of brooklynzen.org.